This is The Straight Dope Season 2, Episode 2. It's coming out same day as Episode 1. That's kind of like what's going to happen this season that's different. This is, as you would expect, we're going to talk about a topic. And the topic for today is positions and what I think about positions. A lot of you see me shooting from tripods because I love tripods. Do I think there's a difference between shooting standing from a tripod and standing from a barricade? Not really. The whole theme around rifle craft and the rifle craft drill and the assessment is that I've observed as the connection of the shooter with the rifle changes angles, it has a very high likelihood of causing point of impact shifts. Because of that, we have high, medium, low, right? Or standing, kneeling, kneeling seated, prone. And if you've seen me do the, the rifle craft drill, you've noticed that a lot of times I don't do the seated, I do low kneeling and high kneeling. So I do four positions. Actually, if you go back and listen to the first episode talking about how the rifle craft drill came to be, it was 10 positions. And those 10 positions were 10 different heights from prone to standing. And the highest one standing was like a little bit too high. Uh, because sometimes you might have to shoot a little bit too high. And what I noticed was that as those heights change, so did your relationship with the rifle. As that becomes more consistent, then you can learn from and carry that data forward in a more educated way. You can measure your fundamentals and apply them consistently. It expands from there, but what's the deal with heights? Heights changes the relationship of your body to the rifle system. The rifle doesn't care if it's six feet off the ground or six inches off the ground. It's going to do the same thing. How your body connects with it is has a lot to do with your anatomy, has a lot to do with the angle of your torso and your head, what you're doing with your knees and your hips. And that's going to change person to person. So changing your height is going to be fundamental to, I guess that's a bad word, it's going to be essential in applying consistent fundamentals across positions. I don't think that you can say, oh, this is the position that is, you know, elbow height off the ground. I need to do this technique this way to hit a consistent point of aim. You know, people say, oh, when I'm standing, I shoot high or low, therefore I'm going to aim high or low. And, and my question is, well, what happens if you do it right? And, and uh, where's the shot go? Oh, well, then I, you know, I miss lower high. Well, shit, let's train our fundamentals on all heights to have the same point of impact. Then you can trust where the bullet goes. You could trust the data that you get back from the bullet. Before then, you can't do that. So we start with heights. Can you be consistent all the time at a various height? And then when you apply those positions to different heights, can you bring those together? And I think that applies out. So um, heights, check this out. If any of you lift, and I'm not a huge lifter, but as an athlete, I'm familiar with a lot of the training that goes into performance. Let's say you do squats. And, you know, it doesn't matter what your squats are. A lot of experts say, you know, give or take a few percent, that whatever your back squat is, if you do a front squat, it should be about 80% of that. And that has to do with the chains of muscular activation and your anatomy such that when the weight's in front of you and you have your hands all wonked out like it is, uh, you can only do a squat effectively. That's about 80% of the load of the back squat. And if, and if that's off, then you have an imbalance. So 
it, let's say let's say you did a front squat and you could front squat more than your back squat, people would often say, "Well, shit, there's something wrong with your kinetic chain, right?" Or you know, so, something's not right. It's out of whack. Well, you say, well, "Yeah, but my front squat kicks ass over my back squat." But it said, "Wow, your potential for your back squat is so much better. Let's focus on maybe." strengthen your legs or strength somewhere else or work on the chain and then you get a boost everywhere else and that's kind of like this if your height if you're obviously the more stable the rifle the more stable you are the less input you're going to have on the rifle the tighter the groups are going to be consistently as you go up from there there's less support and the less support there is the more likelihood of that group slightly opening up and as that group opens up it gives you insight Right. Or, or another way to put it, it gives you it that, that that struggle identifies opportunity. Right. This weakness or this imbalance identifies opportunity for you to learn something. And that can be applied back to the other position. So let's say, for example, somebody's standing shooting isn't as good as they're prone, which is probably pretty common. What you learn in standing to bring that group down you might be able to reapply to prone and get dividends in both. So I want you to ask yourself, what are you used to, right? The, the term used to is really interesting to me. And I think that if you're used to something, you're not struggling anymore, right? You're choosing to do something, you're doing it a particular way. And often used to means you're not thinking as much about it. And if people say, well, I'm used to training this way, or this is the way I train, a lot of times that's a red flag to me because it says, wow, what you're doing is now becoming rote and it's becoming repetitive and it's not, it's not involving the thinking and the inputs and the outputs. So um, where you're going to get the best gains or where your brain starts to come back into it, where you start to intermix the thought process of, um, of, of, of mind activation, uh, what are you doing to the rifle? Because chances are, all of the downrange things that are happening. It's something that you're doing to the rifle system, right? Now, solving that problem is a little bit tricky, but the only way to sustain growth is to not get used to your training system, right? And you could either do that yourself or you could get help with a coach. That's what I help a lot of people with in their training. And a lot of people are having really good success in the competition series this year. I didn't compete this year. I haven't been involved in shooting other than as a coach this year because life's got me doing some other things. But my guys out there competing are kicking ass. They're winning matches in multiple leagues, and they're going to come on and talk about how they're doing that. But I could say for sure what I do is I mix up their ability of getting comfortable in a position. If they're good at standing, I drop it three inches. If they're good at building a position from this direction, we do another direction. We mix it up. I have them solve problems, and I have them do stuff. But it's all based around this idea of don't get used to a particular height get used to applying the same fundamentals to the rifle regardless of the position. Then whether it's a barricade or a fence or a tripod or whatever it is, you can apply the same fundamentals. I don't think that um, it stops where, okay, I shoot best standing here and you always set it up to this height for you because that's not always an option. So I think that you need to learn how to be able to shift with positions because sometimes the environment dictates your position. You won't be able to apply those fundamentals there. Now, there's a term that floats around. I think it's kind of silly. I use it because it's part of the jargon that people throw around. But they they call they call basically everything not prone unconventional positions. And and so, unco- like, what do you mean unconventional? Like, um, 
I don't think you should ever be conventional when it comes to this stuff because it, it's something. It's a tool that can be applied anywhere, at any height, at any time. Nature's unconventional in that regard. So, and and for the most part, so so are urban things like everything is a different height. Everything has a different um, angle that you'll be shooting at, and so that adaptability that you get from getting off the ground. Um, shouldn't be thought of as as different as unconventional and some of the mindset stuff is really important here so uh, this seems like it got off track but actually to me it relates back to the same thing how you think about stuff has a profound impact on not only your training but your your performance and so thinking wow this is unconventional this isn't normal but shit if you go to competitions particularly you're going to be doing things that don't fit those molds. And if you're already thinking, well, that's unconventional, uh, you know, I won't, I'm going to do things differently rather than I got this, I train this and I'm adaptable and I can do this no matter what. Those two people are going to have different outcomes. The person that's like, I got this, I could train any height. I could shoot any position. I can maintain this level of accuracy. I can maintain this. And that's why you want to have the mindset of I can do anything and you don't want to get used to those things that you train because you want to make sure that you've reinforced I can adapt to any position or any stage design and you start that by training at all of the heights and recording it so on riflecraft.com when it says standing when it says kneeling when it says seated in the notes you could say standing at whatever 60 inches standing at 55 inches, standing at 52 inches, standing at 48 inches. And you can find those heights that really give you trouble and say, gosh, what is it about this angle and my body that I struggle with? And once you've solved that problem, you apply it to all the positions and make sure that it goes through those. You record it, change the height again, change the height again, change the height again. So it starts as four positions now you're starting to think rather than four positions, it's four heights, right? You got a high, upper, you know, it's like salsa, right? You got, you got mild, medium, spicy, and tie hot or something like that. And so you got this prone to standing and a couple positions in between. Go to the website and log it. And in the notes section, say, this is the group that I shot from 44 inches. It's different than the group that I shot at 55 inches and different than the group that I shot at 40 inches, what is it with this height? Go back and look. How are you training? Are you used to how you train, or are you analyzing how you train? And do you have the mindset of, well, that's weird, that's unconventional, or do you have the mindset of, I can solve this, I can solve it quick, I can get to the bottom of it, and then it won't matter anymore, and I can hit my targets and worry about other stuff. I would encourage you, to be of the mindset of you can do anything, right? I apply that mindset to everything I do. I've had great success. I apply that mindset to the guys I coach. They're having great success. And we're no different than you, right? If we can do it, you can do it. And all you have to do is tweak a little bit of what you're doing. And I think everybody out there could raise their performance level for whatever your marksmanship journey is, right? These are waypoints, but these waypoints apply to every style of shooting, even if you just shoot off your belly. You shoot off your belly, you're going to learn something about inputs and outputs if you get off your belly. Get off your belly, 
control your inputs and outputs and apply that control back down to the ground, you've amplified your level of control. You amplify what you can see, amplify your hit percentage and your performance. Absolutely. If you want to support the podcast, go to riflecraft.com. You can log your targetry and you can keep a digital record over time of these positions and the shifts. You can get feedback and data. You get another podcast. And if you don't, thanks for listening anyway. Share it with your friends. Spread the love. And go to the show notes and check out the list of sponsors and links of gear that we like. This is going to just be gear that we use, places we go to buy it, that kind of stuff. Some of them don't give us anything back. Some of them do. Um, but the point is I don't want to worry about equipment as much as I want to worry about technique. And sometimes you got to weed through all of the shit to find the gear that's reliable and consistent and performs well. And, and I want to be able to provide that insight of, you know what, I've tried it all and some of it just doesn't work well. Some of it's very expensive. Some of it's not very expensive, but the stuff that works, the stuff that I like and continue to use myself I'm just going to put links in the show notes and on the site that says, here's where you can go get it. Um, and that's that. So till next time.